Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Alright, so last week's episode was on the oddball horror film Malignant. This week we're going to go in a different direction where Malignant was a R-rated film. This is going to be a G-rated film where there's really nothing objectionable. And a Disney film as a matter of fact. However, this one is by one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite director, David Lynch. So let's go ahead and announce the movie. Starring Richard Farnsworth and Sissy Spacek, this is the 1999 David Lynch directed The Straight Story. The Straight Story tells the real life story of Alvin Straight, a man who suffered from diabetes, he suffered from emphysema, and in the movie said that he was legally blind. As a result, he did not have his driver's license. He needed to see his brother who recently had a stroke. He wanted to make the trip all by himself, so he did what anybody would do, and that's drive their lawnmower for 240 miles from Iowa to Wisconsin. That right there is basically the real life story along with the plot of the movie. I'm going to assume this film did a lot of dramatization as far as the actual story, but the central core is still there. We know that biography films and films based on those true stories that they're never 100% accurate, but this really is a wonderful movie filled with a lot of great moments. This one is even more surprising that it came from David Lynch because he ditches his usual strange and different style and reworks it into a movie that is not really all that strange at all. I use the word strange right there. I don't think strange is a proper word to describe David Lynch's works. It's a different look at life, different way of looking at everyday things. He's very different, and I think that's one thing that makes his films, with some of the more abstract work that he's done, such as Inland Empire, Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, even Twin Peaks The Return, he just has a very different way of doing things. The straight story, to me, is proof that David Lynch, if he wanted to do more regular films that just about anybody could enjoy, he could definitely do that. But he makes the choice to go with the more artistic format. Even with all of that, with him ditching his traditional style, this is really a movie that has a lot of little shots to let you know that you are in fact watching a David Lynch film. The film is cut with a lot of beautiful, gorgeous shots of the Midwest. And to me, it really feels like a love letter to the Midwest in general, not just to Alvin Strait and his incredible story. David Lynch grew up in Montana, so in a way I feel like this is his gift of showing the audience some of the beauty in the United States that some of us may not get to see. It's all the more surprising that David Lynch has delivered in his career some very hard R-rated films that could easily be NC-17. The movie Wild at Heart even was rated NC-17. It had to be edited at one point to drop it down to an R rating. Instead of following his usual works, he created a movie that is different and to me proves that he's one of the greatest directors of our time. There's been a lot of words to describe the works of David Lynch. Predictable, pretentious, he's a bad director, his films are filled with bad performances. No, these are all stylistic choices. 
if you watch something like The Elephant Man, that is a film that is all the more strange with the way it's done, yet there's a lot of normal things you would see in any other film in The Elephant Man. It sort of bridges the gap between Eraserhead along with his more out there things that are definitely not for everybody. A lot of his films and works are criticized for not having humor, but there's a lot of absurdist humor. There's a bunch of it in Eraserhead. There's a whole bunch of it here in The Straight Story. It's a movie that's incredibly dramatic, but yet there's some really, really funny moments, such as where Alvin Strait is gearing up for his road trip, and the small town hardware store owner or maybe he's just the worker there, I'm assuming he's the owner. Well, Alvin Strait wants his grabber so that he would be able to pick things up more easy. And the hardware store guy doesn't really want to sell it to him because it's a good grabber. So it's humor like that that really struck me throughout the movie because we're getting shades of something that we haven't seen from Lynch before. We're getting those great moments in life, those funny moments, along with the dramatic. I think it's something that did go throughout his work. There's a lot of abuse types of things throughout his work. None of that is really present here, but we get those heartwarming moments mixed with that humor that makes this movie the wonderful film that it is. There's even a funny moment where it's a darker moment in the movie where a lady has the unfortunate luck of constantly hitting deer across the highway. But just the way the scene is carried out and her overreaction to it or her frustration, it's not as humorous as some of the other moments in the film, but it is a genuinely humorous moment because we've all had that where it seems like nothing is going right. So with all the funny things that happen, there are the great dramatic moments for when Alvin Strait meets a hitchhiker on the side of the road. As it turns out, the girl is pregnant, didn't tell her family, and is running away from home, which sadly happens a lot of times in life. Alvin offers her some food, even offers to let her stay in his trailer that he's been staying on and towing behind his lawnmower. But he has that moment with her where he tries to help her and tell her that maybe she should just tell her parents that running away from home isn't necessarily the right answer. He seems to really connect with people, and while I have no doubt that all of these things are dramatized events for the film, it doesn't hurt the actual story to include these dramatized moments. I actually like the fact that everybody he talks to he seems to touch in one way or another. Even the last scene between Alvin and his brother is a moving one. They didn't talk to each other for 10 years, and Alvin really wanted to make things right between them. I think it's perfect that we don't actually get that conversation, that it's something that would stay between Alvin and his brother. The point is, Alvin made this incredible journey by himself on his lawnmower. He set out to make this journey, which in itself is incredible. And even though it took six weeks to actually do it, he made it. He didn't just make it, he did it on his own terms. You could say it's somebody that's being stubborn or it's somebody that's really trying to cope and come to grips with things in his life, the people in his life, that maybe things should have been handled a bit differently. 
As far as the acting goes, I think this movie was perfectly cast. I really enjoyed some of the surrounding characters, such as some of the old men in the town with some of the things that they say. They always need to be in everybody's business. With being a small town in Iowa, I could imagine everyone is, in fact, in everyone's business. Sadly, this is to be Richard Farnsworth's last film. He did a great job playing Alvin Strait. It's also even more incredible with him having cancer during the shooting of this movie, so he was actually in pain throughout most of the shooting process. Yet, he delivered a performance that I think really should have won the Best Actor Academy Award for that year. Richard Farnsworth would sadly take his own life shortly after this film was released. So while he's no longer with us, we do have some of his more popular works, such as playing the sheriff in Misery, to look back on and see that he really did have a great career. I do think that it feels fitting that The Straight Story would be his last film. It's just sad that he felt the need to take his own life because he was in such debilitating pain. We also have actress Sissy Spacek as his daughter in the movie, who has a speech impediment and is a little bit on the slow side. I think she may be autistic. I am not quite sure on that one. However, I think she really does a great job of speaking with that speech impediment. You really do get the feeling that she loves her father, as well as her father loving her. I really like the fact that he refers to some people would call her slow, but he knows that she just does things a little bit differently than the rest of us. It is awesome for the rest of the cast, some of the people that just simply have cameos, that we get one from Everett McGill, who of course was in Twin Peaks and worked with David Lynch before. We also get Harry Dean Stanton in this film, who sadly is no longer with us as well, but he was a frequent David Lynch collaborator, being in Wild at Heart, as well as Twin Peaks The Return, he was also in Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. So they were small roles in David Lynch's other films. They're small roles here. It's just great to see some familiar faces that we've seen in other things that David Lynch has done. I almost forgot to mention that this has an excellent score from frequent David Lynch composer, Angelo Badalamenti. He does some really great work that has almost a Twin Peaks score kind of sound at moments, along with a little bit of country thrown in. It really does fit the film, and I think it's a perfect soundtrack for a great movie. This really is a film that if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you drop everything and check it out, whether you like David Lynch or not. I will warn you that it is a little bit on the slow side, but it is a great film. If you are a lover of cinema in general, I highly recommend you check it out. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore Analyzes. I also have a website, AdamAnalyzes.com. You can go there to catch up on past episodes. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach me by email, you can do so at AdamAnalyzesPodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Or, if you do have a free moment, why not leave a 5-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice? It'll allow me to reach new listeners, as well as create new content. As we know, I just simply love those digital hugs. 
Normally, this would be the part of the podcast where I would say goodnight. Well, I'm not saying goodnight just yet. If you want to shut it off, go ahead. Good night. I will see you next week. But I did want to go and give a little bit of a tribute to my grandmother. My grandmother passed away on September 6th, and she was actually a big part of my life. There were many times where I was growing up in Pennsylvania. She would go and visit with uh, her husband, my step-grandfather, and they were truly great times. I spoke to her frequently when I was a kid on the phone. When I moved to Florida at the age of almost 13, I would obviously see her more frequently. It was great when she would do little things such as coming to my bowling on a Saturday when I was younger or when I could drive going to see her just about every Thursday with my mom and she would cook us dinner and we would just spend time together. If you are a frequent listener to my podcast, you will know that I am pretty much on the agnostic side as far as my beliefs. I hope that there is a heaven. I don't believe it personally myself. However, if there is, I hope that she is reunited with her husband and her two daughters, one of them, of course, being my mom. If there is no afterlife, then at the very least, I do know that she was surrounded by everybody that loved her pretty close to when she passed. So she definitely knows that we all did love her and that she would be okay and we would be okay. It just makes things a little bit tougher knowing that the ones we love are no longer here on the earth, but they will always be in our minds and our thoughts and memories as well as our hearts. So this episode is dedicated to my grandma. You will always be in my heart no matter what, much the way my mom and dad are as well. With that being said, make sure the ones that you may not have talked to in a while or the ones that are closest to us, make sure you go to see them or give a simple phone call. Remember to always be kind to each other and good night.